Yes, and we're back. Okay, welcome, welcome back, everybody, for uh, another episode here. Uh, welcome to my icon corner. Can't forget to say that. Uh, today, we're doing a solo episode, and this is something I like to do. This is how I started. I've been when I first started streaming for like a year, I was doing almost all solo episodes. It's just me talking. And um, I don't get as many views on solo episodes, but this was the whole purpose of me starting a channel. I wanted to get my thoughts off my chest. And so thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, today we are talking about the ortho bros. And here, uh, let me tease this a little bit. Um, specifically, I want to look over this article from Tablet Mag, and uh, they're looking at um, the phenomenon uh, phenomenon of the ortho bros here. And so we're going to take a little look. We're going to take a look at this a little later. Uh, see what they say. See how well this article is written. You know. Um, but first, I want to do a few segments before we get to that. So stick around. Uh, that'll be in a little, in, not long. We're going to do a few, uh, a few segments. Um, I, before we start examining the question of the ortho bros. So uh, the first thing I wanted to go over uh, was I had some questions. I had some questions from the audience and this was from, um, let's see, this was from a, uh, I had a question on, it was in the comments section in one of my videos, the brother Nathaniel video. I keep getting a lot of, uh, I get a lot of, um, I keep getting a lot of comments. That video has gotten up to uh, 16,000 views actually. So, by now and I keep you know it's a, ever a source of fun for me to be going into the comment section and uh you know having fun and talking to people and, and chatting and having discussions and disagreements sometimes I don't care it doesn't matter the uh more comments the better uh so what was I gonna pick up here ah here share this so I got this comment from Dimitri Selenka and he asked me a few questions, so I didn't want to leave him without an answer. And I don't know how well I am to uh, how well, how well you know I don't know how well I, uh, qualified I am to do this. But as it says in the article, anyone with a web camera instantly becomes an expert. It says that in the tablet ad magazine. So I guess I'm an expert now that I have a YouTube channel. Well, the guy asked me the question, so I'm going to try to answer it. And uh, by the way, this guy has a, his own um, YouTube channel. I'm going to also sh show you guys that um, before too long. But he asks, can you talk about how an Orthodox Christian man must be in his daily life and, or in the workplace? Um, so I thought a little bit about this. And uh, the answer that came to my mind is that an Orthodox Christian should be holy. We are called to a life of holiness. And that's what we should be striving for. This, our spiritual life is the most important thing. It comes before, uh, you know, it becomes, it's even more important than your work life. Your, you know, I mean, it's all, it's all wrapped together in one big ball eventually. But, you know, 
the way I, the way I thought to answer this question is to take a quote from uh, St. John of the Ladder. And St. John says in step 26, angels are light for monks and the monastic life is a light for men. So if you're an Orthodox Christian, I, I think you should be visiting monasteries from time to time, making pilgrimages, and you can learn from the monks. And how do the monks live in their daily life? What do they do? First of all, they pray. They have a prayer rule. They pray in church. They go. They do church attendance. They're reading spiritual literature. They work with their hands. They're confessing. They're going to communion. These are just the, you know, living the life of an Orthodox Christian. And nothing stops you from living this life, uh, even if you're a layman. And so he, he goes on to ask, what should we do or what is the best thing to do in our modern society as a Christian man? Now, so if you haven't uh, yet, if you haven't yet asked the question of whether you can become a monk or not, I suggest that you examine this. You go again, visit a monastery, make a pilgrimage. This should be the first question that you answer before anything else. If you decide you can become a monk or you want to try it out, try to pursue it. Try to find a spiritual father. Try to find a monastery that you feel comfortable in. If you are able to discern with the help of your priest or your spiritual father or through having conversations with abbots of monasteries or uh, priests, priest monks, if you discern that you can't become a monk, then it's time to go and um, find a vocation. And I suggest, so he's asking what would be the best thing to do. I, I would listen to um, St. Paul and St. Paul says, that we should work with our hands. So I would suggest for a Christian man, he should try to find a, a trade to work. To, and so he can work with his hands and make an honest living. So that is my answer to your question, Dimitri. And also, uh, I did want to show, um, yes, here's a good question from of an Ovenice or a good comment. We got to keep repenting and remembering that zeal for Christ. Never stop trying and praying. Yes, a life of repentance. That's what we're called to as Christians. So that's what I was going to say. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, so, oh, I also wanted to share his. Uh, I just wanted to show you his this guy's web's uh, YouTube channel because I thought it was kind of cool. He has. Uh, he has a couple of, uh, he's only got three videos up there, but they've got like almost 10,000 views. So look at this, this guy, only 391 subscribers, but well, look, his first video got 150,000 views. I mean, isn't that kind of, isn't that kind of wild? Wow. So good job on that one. So maybe go give Dimitri Salinka a follow. And I, I didn't link it, but you guys can search it and find it. Uh, let's see. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's next? Okay. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, second question. Okay. I already asked. I answered his questions. Ah, okay. And then I had another segment. Don't worry. We're getting to the ortho, bro. We'll get there. Uh, we also had a comment in the 
comment section. You know, remember during Brother Nathaniel's video, I've been trying to please pray for me too because uh, it looks like I might be able to get another uh, interview with Brother Nathaniel. He said that you know that um, he would do it, but something popped up um, in his personal life. He wasn't able to do it last uh, last week. But uh, if you help with your prayers by your holy prayers, I might be able to get another interview with Brother Nathaniel, which I think would be lovely. But if you remember Brother Nathaniel's interview, he was saying, you know, he was making fun of people who have big bookshelves behind them. Everybody, when they're a YouTuber, they, they get in front of their camera in front of, behind, with their bookshelf behind them. It's like a thing. And I didn't, I didn't like, you know, purposely do this with the bookshelf thing. That's just where it was. It's just, I just turned my desk sideways and, you know, this is what, what it turned out. But people were like, oh, does he even read those books or... And someone wanted me to go through my, my library and I can't go through the whole library because I have, you know, there's three shelves here and I have another bookshelf over there and another over there. And I couldn't just go through all my books in a stream, but I wanted to just go through the ones you can see. And just to show you, you know, people were like, oh, did he even read them? And some of them I read, some of them I haven't. The first one, uh, How Our Departed Ones Live by Monk Mitrofan. This is like some limited edition, uh, you know, uh, short run kind of book thing. I started reading it and I lost interest and I never finished it. But I put all these books on the top shelf because they're nice. They've got nice hard. If anybody wants to buy that, I'll sell it for 20 bucks. Of course, the Bible, that's the Orthodox study Bible, the New Testament. It's not the whole Old Testament. Of course, I've read through the New Testament countless times. I've lost track. Homilies of St. Nikolai Velimirovic. Haven't read it. Prologue. Now, the prologue, everybody should know the prologue. This is like one of the first books you should buy as an Orthodox. It's got, um, you know, uh, every day of the year, it's got a reading. It's got a little homily. It's got something that talks about the scripture reading. It's got the life of the lives of a couple of short lives of saints. Everybody should have this. I read this every day for like two, maybe a couple of years when I first became Orthodox. I don't I don't read it right now every day. Um, but that is a very, that is the book you should have on your shelf. And these, these four books are Blessed Theophilax Commentaries on the Gospels. And he wrote a whole commentary on the whole New Testament. And how do Orthodox people understand scripture? How do they know how to interpret it? You know, like no, scripture uh, is of no private interpretation. We interpret the scriptures according to how the fathers understood it. And Blessed Theophilax read all the fathers of the early church. He understood them well. He synthesizes them. I think he was uh, maybe in 11th century, 10th century, something like that. But um, does, these I recommend, Blessed Theophilact, uh, to anybody. Ladder of Divine Ascent, everybody knows that one. Ascetical Homilies of St. Isaac the Syrian, which I read. This was like part of my daily reading. I don't read it right. I'm not reading it for now, but I read that book probably maybe seven times, one page a day. The Bible and Holy Fathers for Orthodox, this big fat tome, uh, has commentary on the daily scripture readings. I, I went through this a couple times. When my uh, priest, when I was a new convert, I'd just been baptized. My priest assigned me the Bible and the Holy Fathers and the prologue. That was my daily reading that he assigned me. Uh, and I followed his advice for the first you know couple years before I got a... Uh, given a rule from a monastic. So I changed my, the structure of my reading. And the last one is a book of Ak Akathis, which I use from time to time. Okay. 
we've gone through the we've gone through now. That's good. We're through that. Uh, we've gone through my library, the top shelf of my library. Uh, I have also some, you know, in, in other shelves, I've got some rare books and, you know, things from uh, St. Herman Press and other kind of things, uh, stuff I want to hold on to. Uh, but we can start to get to the topic now. Um, the topic of the Ortho Bros. And before we get to the magazine article, actually, I want to sh share a, um, yeah, the Akathis book. There's actually, I think, two volumes to that. Um, but I'm going to share another tab here. Um, I had a good comment for, um, on, also, I think this might have been, I can't remember... This also might have come from uh, the brother Nathaniel um, ever. I put this, I actually took a screenshot of it. And um, I think this was in the brother Nathaniel comment section too. It's ever a source of joy to me, the brother Nathaniel comment section. So Robert DaCosta gives a very good uh, definition of an orthobro, he says, orthobro was a derogatory term used by Catholics and Protestants to refer to Orthodox Christians, converts or cradle, who are confrontational or argumentative in the virtual space. It was later adopted as a term for the Orthodox online community since it's catchy. And those confrontational conversations were usually caused by confronting heterodox beliefs, hence not wrong in themselves. Nowadays, the more ecumenist minded also use it to call people uncharitable and mean. Okay, fair enough. So we can already see in this section in the middle that, um, so we're adopting it as our own. I consider myself an ortho bro. Okay, so if you're criticizing ortho bros, you're criticizing me. But I would add to his definition that ortho bros do not accept criticism very well. This is what I've noticed in online, uh, you know, altercations online. If you criticize an ortho bro, um, you know, well. It's, uh, they don't really take it very well, usually, but um, he also says, uh, so in these, in these confrontations, you know, they're not wrong. Okay, so maybe people are just taking it the wrong way. Um, you know, if they're, we, we, we give you our side of things. They don't they don't agree and they just don't like being correct, you know, corrected or, or what whatnot. I don't know. Um, but. So I've also seen this in humanist minded. So he's talking about Orthodox Christians. So like on Twitter. I see Orthodox Christians using ortho bro as an epithet. And they're saying it's a bad thing, but um you know, we've kind of taken this word and we've made it our own and that's been used, done by other people and with other words, which is so that, you know, maybe, maybe uh, don't use that or, you know, maybe don't use ortho bro if you're not an ortho bro or something like that. 
How's that sound to you? Uh, stop that screen. Okay, so now we have the definition of an ortho, ortho, bro. Thank you to Robert for that. Let's get over to the magazine. Let's see what the article says, and uh, we'll go through it. Oh, by the way, I did. I shared that uh, definition, that comment on Facebook, and um, I got uh, one of the, one of the comments that came back to me was a woman saying that. She would add to the definition that ortho bros are misogynistic and they will attack you and accuse you of, uh, you know, you're not a traditional woman. You should be in the kitchen. Why don't you have children? Why aren't you married? You know, that kind of thing. And I've also seen this criticism. So part of my stream today is we are we're, we're critiquing the ortho bro. I myself being an ortho bro, I can critique it. We we can do better brothers we can do better as or brothers and sister ortho bras i guess you can say we can do better people are criticizing us sometimes it's a valid criticism and sometimes it's it's not a valid criticism but when someone gives you a criticism that is valid you should say thank you and try to do better okay so this woman says ortho bros are misogynistic, and I've seen that elsewhere. I've seen that on Facebook. Apparently, ortho bros are attacking women and saying, get in the kitchen. Okay, let's, ortho bros, let's try to bring that down a notch. Let's try to not attack the women like that. If they're, if they're taking offense, you're causing an offense. Do not offend people. And if you're a woman, don't take offense because it's offensive. It's, it's a sin to take offense. My opinion by the way, about women is the purpose of women is for making babies. That's what they're for. My reading of the fathers, I think the fathers would agree with me. I actually take that from the fathers. The purpose of a woman is to make babies. That's it. I'm sticking to it. Okay. Sorry for the women in the audience. I hope I haven't offended you. And if I have, forgive me, but that's a high calling. The highest calling of a woman is to be a mother. And it's not a woman's fault. You know, she was raised in this feminist, you know, society and they taught her, you need to go get a career first and make some money and establish yourself. So it's not necessarily her fault. She wasn't taught the teaching. She probably wasn't brought up in the church. If she was brought up in a pious churchly family, she might have been married off by the time she was 21 or, you know, 22 or 20, whatever it is, you know. Um. Uh, Ova How do you say this word, Ova Nice? I'm cooking in the kitchen right now. It's a good time. God bless you. Uh, oh, here's another good comment. I'm sorry, I'm miss, probably missing some good comments. I've been just going off the top of my head here. But Sword from the Mouth says, the well-behaved ortho bros are overshadowed by the more poorly behaved. Okay. And when we get into this article, which I'm about to get to, um, you know, there's actually some valid criticisms in this article, even though it's the article was written more kind of as a takedown piece. But um, let's just bring that article up. Fine, finally, let's get to the, the meat of the thing today. Uh, where is it? Here we go. Share. Is that in there? Okay. Now it's sharing. Uh, now, first of all, I, I had never heard of this magazine 
before this came up. So let's just see who, what is this? What is this about? I mean, who is, are these people? Well, oh, about us. Let's find out. Ah. Okay. I guess we can kind of see who is behind this. Okay, fair enough. Maybe that doesn't necessarily say everything about it, you know, but a certain group of people is behind this. And sometimes they're not always favorable to Orthodox Christianity, at least, at least historically. Uh, so here we are uh, by Maggie Phillips. Influencers offer a new challenge to church leadership. And here we've got the king of the orthosphere, Jay Dyer, on the photo. Um, and let's see. So this is not the first. I've actually noticed a couple mainstream articles referencing the ortho bros, uh, you know, in the last two, two, three, six months or so. So um, this is actually a good thing. I think we're starting to, like I said in the description, we as Orthodox are starting to enter into the mainstream consciousness of America. 20 years ago, when I was first beginning becoming Orthodox, I had never heard of Orthodoxy. And if I asked the person sitting next to me on the bus if they had heard of Orthodoxy, um, well, probably wouldn't have heard of it either. But now you ask somebody, you mention it, I'm at the gym and I say, oh, I'm an Orthodox Christian. And I actually ask, you heard of that? And they say, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. So this is a good thing. Orthodox Ortho bros, we're doing a good job. We're actually getting the word out. We're using the internet and we're using it effectively to bring the truth, to proclaim the truth to the world, which is what God commanded in the gospel. He said, go out and make disciples of all nations. And the internet can be a very effective tool for doing this. So, I applaud the orthodox, the orthodox, the ortho bros. Keep doing good work. We have at my parish uh, many converts who have come to the church recently through the work of the likes of Jay Dyer and other ortho bros. So they get criticism sometimes, and Jay's been taking it. Jay's been taking some tough criticism recently and you know maybe maybe some of the criticism is valid you know maybe it's maybe it's too much sometimes but uh we can't overlook that he's being effect an effective evangelizer we cannot discount that even because he has a few faults uh i i want to say about jay that he is a trailblazer and um you know I wouldn't even really know how to do this. He kind of he kind of got, you know, got the ball rolling. I wouldn't know to start a YouTube channel and, you know, ask for guests and talk to, you know, all this. He kind of made the template. He kind of set the precedent for what the rest of us are, are doing now. Um, so God bless Jay Dyer. Now, the article... The article, the first thing I noticed about it is that it's, they don't have, it's not very well written. It's kind of a takedown. Uh, it's, they don't really understand, or I had some, where are, are all my, 
dang, I had a bunch of uh, highlighted sections and the highlights disappeared. This is gonna make my uh, stream a little more difficult. Um, ah, okay, this is tough. I'm gonna have to adjust on the fly. Okay, so we had a priest, they interviewed a priest. I'm adjusting on the fly here. Uh, Father Tom Soroka, and he was interviewed um, about a year ago. And, you know, they kind of, he, you know, he's, he probably shouldn't have been talking to these people. You know, he probably was doing it in good faith. But they kind of, you know, the things he says are true, but... You know, he says some actually some valid, he has some valid points. He says some good things. Uh, but the, the person who's writing it kind of skews his words and uses it as a takedown. That's what this is. This is kind of a subtle takedown of orthodoxy. And they don't really understand orthodoxy. For example, here, he says, the, the, or Maggie's, the author says, Orthodox Church in America, an independent branch of the Orthodox Christian Church. Okay, well, stop there. There are no branches of the Orthodox Church. The church is one. And this our author goes through several times through this, in this article and starts saying, you know, these are different branches. No, the different, the church is one. We have a uh, different, yes, we have, you know, uh, different national churches, autocephalies and so forth. Um, but, uh, you know, we're one church, so I don't think this person really understands very well. Um, here's the, here's the, here's what I said about, I don't think this person understands orthodoxy very well, but here, here's the art, the quote, everybody becomes an expert. Uh, that's what I said earlier. So he's talking about the ortho bros and there many of them are young in the faith. Okay. True. Uh, maybe, you know, when people come into orthodoxy and this was me, they have some baggage. They bring some baggage. They have some issues, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing that these ortho bros are bringing these young men into the church. Glory to God. that young men are coming to the church. Thank God. OK, uh, you know, just because they have some issues, maybe they're a little aggressive online. Maybe they think that certain um, certain things take precedent since some some things are maybe they think that, for example, how your church, the COVID, the COOF thing, you know, how the, the churches handled the pandemic is a big uh, point of contention in the orthosphere and we get people criticizing clergy and, and uh, bishops, for example, and so, so on and so forth, which is um, we need to be a little more careful uh, with our, when we're going to be, if we're going to be criticizing, it's, you know, if it's a valid criticism, sure, but we have to be careful. We have to be very careful about criticizing clergy um, because a lot of what I've seen, and I'm gonna show you an example a little later on, uh, but some of it just goes way too far. Um, uh, you know, you, you don't want to go in to start libel or slandering. That's, that is a very serious sin. 
We have to uphold the, uh, we have to give honor and respect to clergy. Um, they are under attack and they don't need us to make their jobs uh, more difficult. So here's, um, here's another definition of orthobro. Young Orthodox, mostly converts who are zealous about the faith, but not spiritually developed yet. And I don't think that necessarily has to be true. Uh, you know, like I said, I, well, maybe that does, maybe that, maybe that's me to a T. I don't know. When you, um, he mentions Noah Jefferson. He wrote this interesting article um, and he was, you know, you can click this link if you want to. Um, and he actually read, it was actually a pretty well-written piece that, uh, that he wrote on his his blog. I don't know if any of you, has anybody else seen that? Um, I mean, you can go and you can go and take a look. I, I thought it was actually kind of well-written. I don't know. He said a couple things about um, humanism that I'm not sure what he means exactly. Um, he had, you know, maybe he was, maybe, I don't know. He was a guy who apparently broke off from the, uh, J, the Orthodox Christian discord that Jay Dyer was a part of. Um, so I'm kind of scanning this article right now. Um, because I had all this when I, when I, I don't know why, but it deleted all my highlights that I had made. So this is, unfortunate but okay i can talk i'm a talker um uh here's a part i wanted to share uh they see anyone who disagrees with them or criticizes them as the enemy as a team their goal like gaming is to destroy their enemy their critics through immediate denunciation. And I've seen this happen, and this is a valid criticism, okay? We need to stick together as Orthodox. Let's not attack people and try to destroy people, especially if they are Orthodox. Let's try to be, let's, uh, you know, let's practice the faith, people. Practice the faith. Practice forgiveness, you know? Uh, reconciliation, that kind of thing, you know, I mean, and here is another one. Anyone who disagrees with, okay, it is regularly claimed by this group of online influencers that the vilest rhetoric is permissible to be used against one's opponents, whether non-Orthodox or even Orthodox, which, what am I saying? who do not meet their standards. Anyone who disagrees with such vulgar behavior is called a piety signal, signaler. They, or the other term that is used is, uh, what is the term? Uh, virtue signaler. So I've seen this. I've seen all this stuff online. So this person is doing us a very good favor. She's pointing out our weaknesses that we can work on and we can, be, we can repent of and we can make ourselves better. And then we'll, we want, I want us to, what I want is for Orthobros, I want us to improve our image online and in front of the world. Uh, so if we start, 
you know, let's listen to these criticisms and let's work on ourselves and let's make ourselves better. And then they won't have anything to say of us. What's the scripture? Someone, someone tell me the scripture. Um, what is this? Where, uh, you know, the, they that are, that are of the contrary part uh, will have nothing to say, you know, something like that. They, they, they will be ashamed. They'll have nothing to say because we will, our, we should, we should be, you know, our, uh, we will be presenting ourselves. We'll be perfect. In other words, we'll be, they won't, they won't, they won't have anything against us if we're doing a really good job of being Christians. I like this. So, uh, I want to, now we, we have had a lot of people coming into the Orthodox church recently, and this is a really good, uh, explanation of why for the first time young people see okay here let me highlight it young people who saw themselves as invincible this is talking about the pandemic had to wrestle with the idea of mortality being told daily you could die tends to make people think introspectively the orthodox church presents the remedy for death a life in christ who has conquered death and we believe gives life to the world in that sense, it's appealing to be a part of a church that isn't afraid of the last enemy, death, but in fact teaches its followers to prepare for it every day. So this is a Orthodox priest. This looks like uh, Timoth Father Timothy, I guess. I don't know who he, who he is from Pennsylvania. He has a very valuable insight. Now, I want to get to this. this there's, a, there's a quote that I wanted to... Uh, um, please uh, be patient with me while I find the quote um, because there's a very important point that this Father Soroka makes. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's down here somewhere. There, he makes a really good point about um, some, the how about the view of, of the pandemic and the uh, how the pandemic was handled because this was a big uh, point of contention. Um. I think I passed it. Uh, anybody, do we have any uh, interesting quotes in the comments that I need to address? Uh, can you think of any? Here's a good comment. G26, I haven't seen him before. 
I mentioned something on a comment section saying, don't fall for the ortho bro nonsense, but it wasn't meant for clergy, more for the keyboard zealots who don't probably even go to liturgy. Huh, interesting. I never thought that, that actually never occurred to me that they weren't going to liturgy, but maybe maybe that's true. Um, I really need to find this quote because it's a very important one. Uh, it was about um, something about someone equating uh, equating the doctrine of the Holy Trinity to um, the important, you know, to being as important as um, being as important as pandemic response, you know, he says like uh, bishops were, you know, basically called heretics if they if they failed in the pandemic response and they didn't have the right, you know, they didn't do the right thing. Um, ah, the doctrine of okay, so here's here it is. I think I found it. Online Orthodox influencers began asserting that bishops who closed parishes were not truly Orthodox, compromising the faith, and were possibly even government subversives themselves. Highlight that. Okay? This, I've seen this. I'm going to show you an example on Twitter in just a moment. Okay. Bishops may have been, this is, we got to be careful criticizing bishops. If a, bishops do not go on to, you know, bishops are probably spend their time reading the fathers, serving liturgy, confessing people, you know, reading, you know, um, do, doing important things, doing important things that are, uh, you know, trying to run the church. They're not in telegram chats finding, because remember the truth about the pandemic was concealed from the world. You had to go and find it. You had to go and dig. It wasn't presented openly. You had to go on a telegram. You had to go on to sites. All the news, everybody had one answer. One, they were all the media, the newspapers, print. And I don't think that every bishop is paying attention to, you know, obscure telegram chats. They might not have, they might not have known. They might have been deceived. They might not have known to uh, what was really going on. So we have to be careful in saying a bishop is not orthodox because he didn't have the right response to the pandemic. And um, here is, it's a conflation of tradition with political, with social and political conservatism among novices that result in young converts putting the doctrine of the Trinity and anti-vaccine beliefs on the same continuum. And he's right. So, you know, I think this priest got a little bit, um, he got a little criticized for talking to these people, but he's saying, what he's saying here is right. The doctrine of the Trinity 
and anti-vaccine beliefs are not on this. They're not even in the same world, not just on the same page. You know, these are the doctrine of the Trinity is up here and, you know, vaccine beliefs are down here. Okay. That's politics. Try not the, what's happening is these ortho bros, the young zealous people who don't have any experience are bringing politics into the church. This is, I mean, politics, politics can be true or false. Maybe they have the right politics. Maybe they're, it's true, but it's not as important as other things. The, the, pre, the bishop, his job is to defend the doctrine of the Trinity. That's his primary job. Maybe this is way down on the list, okay? Now, let's leave here. Let's go to, a, now, I want to sh show an example on Twitter that I just ran into yesterday of someone doing this exact thing. And I don't mean to call this person out, but um, I have a small audience. He's not going to get embarrassed. I don't think. Hopefully not. Uh, let's see. So uh, here we have, I don't know who this person is. I've never seen him before on, on I'm, I don't go on, haven't been on. I mean, I'm, I'm only, I'm new to Twitter. I'm new to Twitter. But this guy, whoever he is, I don't care. Don't go and attack him or anything. Um, this bishop here apparently had written a letter that uh, this during this week that this person didn't like the letter. And so here he comes and he says, as far as that encyclical, encyclical goes, it's not worth addressing. We already know the deal. Okay. This guy with one fell swoop just destroyed this guy's entire reputation, a bishop. Respect, respect the office of bishop. It's okay to do a little criticism, but what he's doing is he's engaging in cancel culture. Christians do not engage in cancel culture. It's antithetical to the Christian faith. So this bishop apparently had the wrong idea about COVID, and now anything he says is off the table. Anything he says, you don't have to listen to him. He's a subversive. He's not orthodox. He's a heretic, whatever. You know, he didn't go that far and say it, but he might as well have. Okay? See what I'm saying? You guys, this, I mean, I don't know who he is. I Okay, and I say, please respect the office of bishop. And um, this guy, I don't know who he is. Um we do respect the office of bishop, but the fact remains that anyone in the church who is acting in behalf of demonstrably corrupt government agencies by actively shilling for the stabbies agenda is deeply misled, if not an outright traitor, and accordingly is to be resisted. This is, this is a very American thing to say. This is a kind of a Protestant attitude, more like a revolutionary attitude. You know, orthodoxy, orthodox are not revolutionaries. OK, that I mean, this guy we want. They want what do they want to overthrow all the bishops now who don't have the right. Come on, people. So I just needed to do a little critiquing here. OK, um, I don't mean to call these people out. Uh, they probably won't see it. They they I'm no one watches my channel. Right. My solo shows get like less than 200 views so i'm not i don't think anybody's gonna see this but i say that the original post belongs in a tabloid magazine i would remove it okay that was that interaction on 
Twitter the other day. And if I was that person who wrote that original post, I would remove it first and I would repent and I would confess it because he's that's libel. It's almost a slander. That is a sin. Okay, ortho bros, we need to clean our act up. Okay, online. What happens online? People see it. It's important that we clean our act up. We need to, we need to, uh, we need to improve our image. We need to clean it up. We need, we need like a PR like campaign or something. We need to, we need to do better. We can do better. We're doing good work. I congratulate the ortho bros for out there spreading the faith. Good job. But we can do better. Okay, what else did I have to say? Uh, oh, I wanted to mention that we can be, you know, the cancel culture thing. Like, I, there's camps. There's like, you know, people have these disagreements online and they do it because they get clicks, you know. But you got to have, you know, you got to be forgiving. You got to be practicing the faith. I had an altercation. I had a little disagreement with Boyan from Bible Illustrated on Twitter. And I disagreed with him about the reception of converts. And this was months back. And we had a little disagreement and it was over. And guess what happened? Several weeks later, I invited him on my channel and we had a great time and we, we, we didn't even mention it. We're, we're, we are, we've been, well, the thing is we've been practicing the faith long enough. We're mature enough that we can forgive and forget. I don't like people bearing grudges, people in the orthosphere bear grudges and they shun people and, you know, they used to be friends, but they're not friends anymore. Or they have a disagreement once on Twitter and then never talk to each other again. You know, this is not Christian. So I'm giving you all talking to. Penitent is talking to you. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can leave a super chat. I have a, a few, there's a few costs associated with this. I pay a guy, not much. I pay him, I pay Sean, shout out to Sean. I pay him, you know, he lives in the Philippines. I pay him $3 for per thumbnail and I have a subscription to StreamYard. It's a little few costs. If you want to help chip in, you can send a super chat. If you don't, that's fine. I'm not charging for this. It's free. Uh, were there any questions that I needed to address? Let me let me go through. I probably haven't been paying very close attention to the chat. Uh, what's up, Orthodox Review? What what is up, friend? Good to see you in the chat. Here's another good comment by G26. People on social media talk very recklessly and disrespectfully towards clergy, and it's very cowardly because they most likely wouldn't do it in person. Precisely. Good point. Uh, what else did I miss? Does anybody want to join the chat? Uh, I could like, do, do you, Raphael, do you want to, do you have anything to say? I could put the link in. If you want, let me know. I'll drop the link in the chat. You can join if you want. That's kind of, I know that's kind of short. Uh, 
that's kind of short. Here's a question. Is Father Peter Hears new to the faith? I don't think so. I think he's been around for longer than I have. I think he's been Orthodox for 30 years, maybe longer. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen this. Uh, it seems to me that you are the expert, Mark. Tell me with so the room. I haven't. I'm not sure what that what that is. Um, some some reference. I don't watch a lot of shows. Oh, you want to be in the show? Okay, let me. Uh, you're ready for it. Let me let me find. Uh, let me invite. Let me invite. Cool. See what he has to say. Okay. Oh wait. Let me. Should I? Yeah. I'll just drop it in there. There's your invitation link. Okay, we're gonna have a. Uh, I better put on my. I better. How long have we been going? About an hour. I got fired up today, didn't I? I'll put on my uh, headphones. Ah, here he is. Can you hear me? I hear you, man. I can hear hey. you. <laughs> uh, my apologies up front. Um, it's, what is it? It's about close to 1130 at night. And I'm, I have to be at the church at like 2 a.m. for uh, <laughs> We're, uh, we're going to start roasting a pig. So I'm trying to stay up all night. So if, I, if I sound a little dopey, my apologies. You have a feast day or something? Um, no. We just thought we, uh, the men's group thought it would be nice to just roast a pig for everyone. <laughs> that, that's nice. That would be nice. You know, just, just just something to get people together. And then we have a we have a priest. I I forget who. Forgive me. That's coming to give a talk in the afternoon. He's planted like three different missions, and we're in the process of expanding um, because we're we're still in our like phase one building, and we just we're at capacity so he's going to give a little talk about uh you know just growing missions I mean, we've got you know, over 100 families in our parish right now and we're just we're out of room so oh wow but uh That's but true. anyway outside of that uh whew, internet orthodoxy is it can be a trap it can be a trap um sure. I, I talk about this oh not often but um I was uh, I was talking to my friend Chris Anderson earlier. Um, we talk a lot because he has he has an amazing analytical mind and he seeing, sees things that you know I don't. And um, in particular, uh, when we're talking about uh, corrective baptism, because that seems to be a hot topic these days. Um, excuse me. Um, you know, I was I was getting upset. Because, uh, uh, you know, another priest put another video up, which, you know, wasn't really about that topic, but it, it came up and, you know, it, it's, it's this whole, you know, oh, well, your, your Roman Catholic baptism when you were a child is not valid and you need to read baptism, this, that, the other thing. And, you know, it, because that's, that's the way I was, I was received by chrismation as 
so many people were and are. And, and then I, you know, you see, you know, these people in the comments that are all of a sudden, oh, you know, I'm questioning my priest about this because they want to receive me by chrismation. And I think what's getting lost on a lot of people is that is not the priest's decision. That is the bishop's decision handed down to the priest. And to think, um, and again, this was pointed out to me by Chris. This is not my idea, but, you know, this, this is, uh, it makes sense to me that not only um, are we disrespecting the offices of of our bishops, but even even now catechumens are are resisting the orders of the bishop before they're even received into the church, and I, I think this is extremely dangerous. Um, you know, I I can understand wanting to be received by baptism because, as you know, the our the way we baptize is beautiful and it's holy and it's, you know, it's very joyful and it's, but you know, ultimately that's on the Bishop. And if, if there's to be, uh, uh, anything about that, uh, between the Lord and them, it's that's on them as, as, as our fathers. Um, but to think that there are these priests, unfortunately that, that push, that push this, this, you know, rebaptism, corrective baptism thing so hard and completely ignoring the fact that it is the bishop's decision. It's, it, 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 it smacks of, of, uh, what's the word? Simple word. Very simple word. It's one of those words I use all the time. Hypocrisy. Irony. Irony. Um... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, but, um, of, of, of schism of uh oh, okay. you know of um of schismatic thought and um an, another thing that was pointed out to me that may or may not be part of it is uh and again this this is i'm just relaying this information it's it's not my own um but uh it was pointed out to me that you know some some priests who are converts to the faith uh, like you, like me, may or may not have been Protestants formerly and have unintentionally brought that kind of anti-papist thought with them. Um, and so maybe they have a bone to pick. I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm curious about that myself. But uh, I think in, you know, above all, it's extremely damaging so lifelong Orthodox, like let's say someone converted back in the 70s, was received by chrismation. Father Seraphim Rose of Blessed Memory, received by chrismation. And, you know, they go their whole life, they're receiving communion, they're confessing, they're, you know, they've got godchildren, they've got families, they, you know, they, 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 you know, and then all of a sudden now you have these internet people coming at them saying, well, you know, your, your, ba your baptism is invalid. You know, you should, you should go to a monastery on Athos and have them rebaptize you. Or something. I have never seen that. I've never seen someone say that before. Have you seen that? It's been said to me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People have told me that my baptism is not valid and, and that I should, I should go seek a rebaptism. And it's, 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 it's very hurtful and, and not for nothing, but if you've been receiving the Holy mysteries for that long, for any amount of time, like 
if God hasn't struck you down, chances are you're Orthodox. <laughs> sure. I, uh, I talked about this, um, uh, on one of my previous streams and I said, this is, this question is actually a little beyond me. I mm -hmm. would have, you know, um, I don't, I can't really be, uh, I haven't really looked into it. You would, you know, you would have to almost, um, be a, I think to really know about, you know, the, the right to really understand this question. Well, you would have to be a seminarian and you would have to have studied the ecumenical councils and the canons and how they're applied. So I, I endeavored not to uh, weigh in on that question. Mm -hmm. I'm in a, I'm in Rocor and thank God we, we baptize, um, as a default, but did you have any comments about the ortho bro, uh, about the ortho bro? By extension, yeah. Um, only because, uh, you know, I, I lurk in a lot of on a lot of social media. I don't really engage. I just kind of like I like to stay on the on the periphery and, and see what's going on. So there's certain discord servers I'm in. Um, there's certain channels that I follow and I, I I don't keep a close eye on what people say. But, you know, I, I get the overall picture. And on some occasions I've had interactions uh, with a with one of the minor clergy in particular a couple of years ago. And it's, it's a double-edged sword. The, the way I see it is on the one hand, it's like, okay, you're, you're kind of going a little far. Are you LARPing? This is online. I've never run into you at church sort of thing. But on the other hand, e even, even if they're coming to the faith through online orthodoxy, through chat groups, telegram, whatever. They eventually would have to go to a church, talk to a priest, be catechized, and then enter the church. And and my my hope, and I, I try to see silver linings here, my hope is that anyone who that identifies as like an ortho bro, it's like whether you've already converted or not, is you know, time is a great teacher and theosis is a process and hopefully god willing over time that that overzealous rigorism mm -hmm. will fall away and they'll settle into a life of prayer and repentance yeah, yeah. and so i would just encourage those ortho bros just to stick stick with it man you need exactly. some years, you get some years under your belt and eventually you know you'll, you you might be you might be angry you might be angry about how the church handled the pandemic and maybe rightly so, but you know, after you've been in the church for a, a decade, come back mm -hmm. and talk to me in a decade and tell me how you think about it now. Oh, know? exactly. And, yeah. and I will admit, you know, I was, I was one of those people like after a few weeks into the pandemic and the lockdowns, I was furious and I, and I had to bring it to confession that I was like, you know, I don't like what our Bishop did. And, and, you know, I don't, this, that, the other thing. And, and of course, my priest immediately corrected me. He's like, listen, you're, you're you and I are no one to you know, criticize our bishop over this. But, you know, I was I was one of those people for the longest time. Um, and it's 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 a slight resentment that unfortunately still pops up from time to time. God help me. Um, but to those people that are like you brought up the example of uh, Bishop Peter of uh, Chicago, the real court bishop, and how that one dude. Uh, was slandering him by bringing up that that picture of him getting vaccinated. I, and all that. Like, I wouldn't say I don't know if it was slander, but it would probably 
come under the umbrella of libel? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, how petty do you have to be? It's like, oh, you did this one thing, you know, and so therefore we, we can't trust you. It's like the, the monks have a wonderful saying, keep your eye on your own plate. You know, <laughs> like, like who among us has not made a bad decision? You know, who among us has not made a mistake? You know, a lot of people get fooled, you know, intentionally or unintentionally. Like we all screw up. You know, bishops are human. Priests are human. The layman, we're all human. We're all fallible. We're all prone to, you know, doing the right or wrong thing at any given time. But when we hold the past against someone, like we don't know what, I mean, for all we know, that bishop could be pounding his chest, crying every night that, that he, he went along with it. He's like, oh man, I wish I had better insight. We don't know that, you know, sure. um, even in in recovery programs, they have the saying that you never know how sick the person next to you is. So in this context, we don't know where the next person repent person's repentance is. You know, we, we don't know where anyone is on their spiritual journey of theosis aside from ourselves. So for anyone to, to, to call out anyone else, really, for something that happened years ago that, you know, Listen, it's not his job to advertise every day what exactly he's thinking and believes. Like you said, bishops are there to pray <laughs> and serve the liturgy and be and be and be a and be a pastor to the flock. You know, they're they're not they're not political commentators. Yeah, they provide us with the mysteries. You know, they're baptizing exactly. us. They're giving us communion. So we should be thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Here's a good. I really like this comment. Um, for what it's worth, I've never met an ecumenist in any church I've attended. Yes. You know what? I was just thinking the exact same thing mm -hmm. just the other day. So she, this person, whoever it is, is, is just giving voice to what everybody's thinking. Yeah. And I'm, I'm right there with you. I've never, never once in my, now I've been Orthodox for 10 years. I've been attending St. Basil's for 11 um, never once in all that time have I met an ecumenist. Yep. The So here's the orthodox view of, okay, they were talking about that Jefferson guy. He's an ecumenist. I don't know what he means by that. He's, you know, but the, what, what ecumenism, the only ecumen, ecumenism that's acceptable is you must become orthodox. Exactly. That's and there's nothing great. wrong with that. That's what it's, we want. We want everyone to razor. come home. <laughs> we can have union with Rome if they become Orthodox. Exactly. The simplest answer is the best. Occam's razor, right? That's the only acceptable ecumenism. Mm -hmm. And can, anyone and have a, that's where the dialogue is. You want to become Orthodox? Hey man, you wanna you wanna become Orthodox? <laughs> that's yeah. the only dialogue that there will be. And, and the fact that, that there are so many people that are resistant to that line of thinking worries me. It's like, why don't you want people to come home? Why don't you want these people to share our, our, our holy Orthodox faith? Why don't, like, for instance, um, you know, like I said, I was raised Roman Catholic. And of everyone in my family, the, the only practicing Christians left are uh, my aunt up in New York. Um, and she's a devout Roman Catholic. And I love her to bits and she loves me to bits. 
And what I would love more than nothing else is to, to, to go to the chalice with her. But I can't, obviously, because she's not Orthodox. Like, why wouldn't I want her and the entire Roman Catholic Church to repent, become Orthodox, come back into communion so that I, I could share that with with a loved one? Like, who, who wouldn't want that? I just don't get it. And, and the same people, and these are the same people I would imagine that, that like to poo poo on, um, like the, uh, the Coptic church who let's be honest. I mean, if, if there was more humility on all sides of the equation, there could be a reunification because I, I know that there's, there's still the whole monophysite thing that people like to argue about, but I, I, I'm a firm believer that that can be overcome. I mean, if it hasn't happened by now, I'm kind of doubtful. But I know, but you can still, hold we can still get along with them. You know, there's even some people who you meet some some of them, and they they're very pious. You know, very. Oh yeah. They might be a, they might be a better Christian than I am. Who knows? You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And 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 one thing I do respect about them and uh, the Ethiopian Orthodox as well is that they they take their piety very seriously. Um. I mean, j just a cursory glance at like the content they put on the, the Internet is, I, I think, really attests to their, their zeal. And I find that very inspiring. Uh, again, it's a shame that we can't share in communion. Uh, it's a bummer that we don't share the same theology. But on the other hand, you know, it's, it's nice to know that at least they're taking it seriously. <laughs> Greetings to uh, Father uh, uh, Sweden, I think his name is Joseph mm -hmm. NFTU, two Orthodox news greetings in the chat. You want to join? We can, if you want to join, just uh, we can, we can invite you on. Uh, so, oh, yeah. And, and just a reminder to everyone watching that may or may not know me I am an uneducated, barely graduated high school idiot. So <laughs> take me with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have a, much of an education either. Um, that's fine. You don't have to. Yeah. Um, I was talking to the guy. That's fine. I was just extending the invitation. Okay. Oh, so, um, what else? What else is there to talk about? Um, I I do want to kind of. I feel like I got a little heated. Um, a little earlier. I'm sorry for that, people. I apologize. Um, I'm a I. You know, I, I appear on our on outwardly to be very uh, calm and almost uh, pat, you know, like a passive like. Uh, but I have this I have a temper that it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't uh, come out very often, but when it can come out and it, you know, I think that came out today. I got a little fiery today in, in my in my stream, but I don't know. Hopefully people like it. Oh, oh no, you're human. <laughs> God forgives all, brother. All right. Um, well, uh, so do we have any questions? Any anything else? Because um, I might, I might, uh, I might wrap it up. Yeah, I, 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 I really don't bring much to the table. I just thought I'd take the opportunity to put in my two cents and someone else's two cents. So. All right, thanks for uh, thanks for joining. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. God bless, man. All right, thanks. see ya. Good night. All right, well, that's it, everybody. That's the show for tonight. Join us on our next stream next Friday. I've, I'm scheduled with Father John Whiteford, so hopefully that will come 
God willing, that will happen. And thank you for joining me. And good night, everybody.